guys. Welcome back to the Bitchipedia podcast. I'm your host, Becca. And today I have a topic that honestly, I wasn't sure if I wanted to discuss or not. And if I'm being real, um, the reason I didn't want to discuss it was all based in my ego of not wanting to open up and be vulnerable and talk about something that's difficult for me to talk about. And it's, you know, shame-based. Well, let me just, let me just back up and I'll tell you what the episode is about. So this podcast, it didn't start because of my breakup to my ex. And I've talked about him a lot on the podcast because that's kind of what pushed me forward to talk about a lot of subjects that I probably wouldn't have talked about in a happy relationship. And it's something that it kept coming up to the point where I was like, this has been, you know, a year and a half. So it's honestly time for me to be over this. Right. And I know we've talked about with grief, even on the podcast, we talked about it, that there is no timetable or timeline for grief. And it's okay to be upset for any period of time. But I think the worst part was that I felt like I was convincing myself that I was over it. And for some reason, I wasn't able to let go. And I looked back, this all happened yesterday. I looked back in my journal for some reason. I don't know why, but I was just flipping through the pages and I found an entry from the middle of December of last year. So this is about four months ago. And it was hard for me to read because I feel like I have grown a lot as far as separating in this relationship, but full disclosure, I still had all of my texts from my ex and I don't know why I couldn't bring myself to delete them. I deleted a lot of messages in my phone and I know I've talked about this before, but I'm an emotional hoarder. Like If it doesn't seem like a big deal to you, like some people might not get this, but it's a very big deal for me to delete texts because those are basically all of our memories, right? Realistically, I wasn't as over as I thought I was, right? So, and that's embarrassing for me even to admit because I thought I had made such progress. But last week I talked about this as well. You know, some of the things that I thought I had beat like anxiety and depression, I wasn't as far along as I thought I was, or they, they were coming back to me more easily than I thought they should have. And I feel like this was another thing was this relationship as much as I wanted to believe that I was over it. And it's definitely, I've definitely made progress and I'm not, you know, I'm seeing other people. I'm not holding out waiting for him specifically, but I think I realized energetically I was kind of leaving that door open and it's been blocking a lot of my manifestations and a lot of my healing, honestly, because if I can't let go of the past, then I'm attracting a lot of other people who can't let go of the past. Right. And that's really what it was, was I was not ready to let go yet. And I thought I had let go because we haven't spoken in, I mean, a year and a half, like (laughs) there's been no communication whatsoever, but something in me was like, you know, you need to delete these texts and it happened. I mean, it's happened a few times. And I've just been like, no, I'm not ready. I deleted texts from, you know, all the other guys that I had been holding on to just for, for different reasons, mainly feeling like I needed to hold on to them to protect myself, like receipts to be like, uh, hello, I wasn't making this up. Like you were texting me, you know, 
so that kind of like always feeling like I needed to keep them around for some reason that had to be severed right so I deleted all those texts and then when I went for my walk I called one of my friends and I was talking to her about how I wanted to delete the text but I just couldn't bring myself to do it and she was like you know just do it just do it and I was like you know if I, I think if I do it fast I can do it but because I didn't take action in that moment it was like mm, no I'm not ready and then I had to wait you know this was probably three weeks ago then now the urge is hitting me again that I need to delete them but I told her and as I was saying it I think it was kind of a breakthrough for me that I didn't really know why I was holding on to them and I told her that I didn't want to delete them because that's like the last of our happy memories, you know, like that's the only, like, if I delete them, all of our happy memories will be gone, you know? So I hung up the phone with her and I just got a new phone. That's an important part of the story. Um, so I, you know, I was like, I need to make space energetically and on my phone, like I'm going to delete them. So I did it. I, I worked up the nerve and something in me was like, okay, just do it really fast. And then it'll be over. So I did it. I swiped. I deleted them. And as soon as I was going to text my friend, I texted her like, yeah, I did it. And as soon as I did, I realized, nope, they're still on your old phone, which is sitting on my bedside table, right? So I still have full access to all of the texts. Fuck. It was almost like I was trying to like trick the universe into thinking like, yeah, I released it. But in the back of my mind, I knew like, no, they're all still on your old phone. You can hang on to them a little while longer. So now I'm at this horrible crossroads where like, I did it, I did it really fast and I did it, but now I'm back at the point where it's like, no, you didn't really do it. You've got to work up the nerve to do it all over again. So I come into my house, I pick up my old phone and I was like, all right, it's time to delete them. But because I'm a glutton for punishment, <laughs> I was like, let, or that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was, was, you know, I'm going to torture myself one last time and just look through all the happy memories and you know, let it go after that. So I went to the text and I started scrolling back through and I didn't want to see anything from after the point that he cheated on me because those were like gross texts to be quite honest, you know? And I was like, I don't want to relive that experience. I just want to go back and see like the good times. So I started scrolling. And even when I was looking through the text after he cheated, keep in mind, this is a year and a half ago, right? I've done a lot of growth. So when I was looking at them and because I haven't looked at them since we broke up, I have, I have not looked, I couldn't bring myself to do it, which is why it's so weird that they were still just sitting in my phone. You know what I mean? I wasn't going through them every day and like looking at stuff. They were just there, just sitting there haunting my phone essentially. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to scroll up and get to the happy stuff. And I'm scrolling through and I was like, wow, oof, yikes, 2020 Becca was very hurt right she's very angry so then I keep scrolling keep scrolling and I look at the date and I'm at the point before I don't know if it was I don't know when he cheated but I was at the point before I found out and I'm looking through the text and I'm looking for all these happy texts that I was holding on to right all these happy memories that I had and as I'm scrolling through I'm like these these angry texts go back further than I remember right so I keep scrolling and I'm looking at them and at this point it feels like kind of like an out-of-body experience and I'm looking back at them and I notice all of the red flags that I didn't see before because I know I know I've said it on the podcast before and I've told my friends before you know I was blindsided this was you know there was no warning we were very in love um 
it came out of nowhere. You know, I never suspected that he was going to do it. But then when I looked back through these texts, I kind of took myself out of it and kind of took my emotions out of it, which of course is when you think the most logically. So when I took the emotions out of it and was reading them, I put myself in the position of like, okay, if 2020 Becca, let's say she's a different person and she's coming to me and asking for my advice on these text messages. Like if she was my friend showing me these texts saying, what do you think? Immediately, I would say, "Mm, there's a lot of red flags here. And if I'm being honest with you, it's likely that he's cheating, right? And I didn't remember any of these things because of course, when you're blinded by love, you know, you write off a lot of stuff. And that's why, you know, emotions get in the way of your mental clarity. So when I am able to take myself away from the emotions, like, let me give you an example. So my friends, when my friends come to me and they tell me about, you know, a guy that they're seeing or, you know, some relationship that they've been in that they're struggling with, whatever it is, if they bring me the logical facts or like text or whatever, and they tell me a story, a lot of times they'll try to say like, yeah, but you don't know you know, he's, we had a really great relationship up until this point and whatever, but all of those things, all the, all that those things do is cloud your judgment. So if 2020 Becca comes to me and it's like, but you don't understand our relationship is perfect. I would be like, that's beautiful. I love that, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of living in denial here because there's a lot, sorry, my phone is on that. Um, there's a lot that's going unnoticed because you are kind of living with blinders on right so when I look at patterns that's really all you have to do is you and honestly I feel like now I realize the more that you do know about a person and their you know their backstory or whatever I feel like that does cloud your judgment so honestly the less I know the better I don't need to know the specifics of your relationship to know what the red flags look like or what the pattern of a person who's cheating is or what the pattern of a person who is emotionally checked out is, you know, like, and I've been in those relationships before. So you would think, I mean, but I guess, you know, fog of war, I couldn't tell what was going on, but you would think that I would have recognized those. And I found myself, honestly, as I was looking through the text, I found myself to be overwhelmingly sad for this person who is me. So it sounds weird, but in my eyes, this was just, it's a completely different version of myself. And as I was reading them, I found myself like feeling sorry for her. Like you're about to get your heart broken and he is doing these things and saying these things. Like some of the texts I looked through and I remember it happening. I remember it happening. And you could clearly tell as I was reading through the text, you could tell in my responses that it was like, this is weird. So, you know what I mean? My intuition was flagging these things as weird but I kind of overlooked them because I loved him. And I wanted to believe that he was telling me the truth when he was telling me there is no, there is no one else. There's no other girl, but the whole time, like I went pretty far back before I caught him cheating and was reading these texts. and was like, yeah, like, you know, you know that he's cheating. You know that he's doing something weird. Stop listening to the words he's saying and look at the actions that he's taking. And there were a lot of texts as I was looking back with um, him asking me where I was and asking me when I was going to be back somewhere, which at the time didn't seem weird, but that's, I mean, not always, but that is definitely a sign of cheating. Like that is something that cheaters do. They need to know like where you are because they're off doing some shady shit. Right. And the story I was talking about earlier that I remember happening was he told me that he lost his house key because I had a key to his apartment. 
and he told me he lost it and that he needed mine. And even in those texts that I was telling him, I was like, I don't know, something feels weird. Like I feel really disconnected. Something about me not having a house key makes me feel like I'm being shut out, you know, which I, I was literally not even just emotionally, but literally shut out of his house. But when I look back on it, I'm like, I mean, maybe he did lose his key, but also he definitely just wanted his key back because I could get into his house at any point and he had someone over there. You know what I mean? He was doing shady shit. Like, of course he wanted his key back. And that makes sense now. But again, when I was in the process of it, all I felt was like, this is him pulling away, but I don't know why, like what's happening. And yes, he was going through so much at the time. I like, that's why I'm not angry. I'm still not angry. Like, well, I can't say that there was a, a, there was a a rush of anger yesterday, (laughs) but I think that I'm finding the balance now of, I didn't want to be angry with him because I loved him so much, but also that doesn't take away. And because I understood what he was going through, right. But that doesn't take away from the thing that he did, which was wrong. And looking back at it, there's this girl who was pouring herself into this man. You know, I loved him, but in my journal, I talked about that, like wanting to yell at him and wanting to be angry and scream, but it, it wouldn't bring him back and loving him wouldn't bring him back. Right. So this was the first cord cutting, but again, energetically, there was still something that was holding onto him. And I feel like it was a big step to delete the text for me. So after I went through, and that's the reason I'm not like, look, I'm not looking at them right now because I did delete them. I deleted them on my old phone. There is no trace of them. Um, I don't have his number saved. So honestly, I have no way to get in contact with him. So that felt very final for me. And I thought I would feel a lot of sadness, but honestly, I felt like this huge weight was just lifted off my shoulders, you know, because I've been carrying around this literal corpse. And that's another um, journal entry when I was writing in December about wanting to cut the cord. I said, I'm on my own journey and I'm begging the universe to cut these cords, tying me to the corpses of the past holding on to the rotting flesh, hoping if I wait long enough, it will regenerate back into the version of life that it once was. And I don't think I realized how much I was doing that was just kind of thinking like, I'll leave this text thread. And then once he comes back and begs me to forgive him, because they always do, right? That's been my big thing is like, they always, I mean, they always come back and apologize. So I was like, eventually my phone's going to light up one day. It's going to be him these texts are going to come through and this haunted text thread will be a happy one again. You know, like we'll have these new memories, but what I came to realize was first of all, my memories, our happy memories are not stored in that phone. You know, I could look back at them, but there's no point. And, and again, because I was looking through rose colored glasses, I think I kind of had him on this pedestal and it was hindering my growth process and my grieving process because I wasn't ever really fully able to grieve because I didn't have any answers and I wanted answers. And then when I realized I wasn't going to get answers, I think in the back of my mind, I thought you might not get answers immediately, but you'll get answers later. And the, the old text will be there, right? His number will pop up one day and you'll get answers and there'll be closure. But I realized that that's not how it worked. And as worried as I was about deleting them, um, it felt a million times better to let them go. 
and I was hesitant to share this story again because in my mind, like when I was thinking about it, I was like, I'm going to go tell all these people, hey, I'm still not over my ex-boyfriend. You know, like that's how it looked to me is like, they're going to be so, it's going to be so embarrassing for you. Like you should have been over that by now. I thought you said you were over that, you know, and those voices got in my head, but I feel like it's important to share this because I feel like there are a lot of people who can relate to this. And when I was talking to a couple of my friends, they also, you know, they said the same thing of like when they deleted the text from their ex, that's when it felt really official. So there was something official about it, but it also, like I said, it opened up a lot of energetic space for me, I think to let new things come in. And I was blocking those new things from coming in by holding on to the past, you know, and there's a show actually, it's called Life After, I think, or Afterlife. It's Ricky Gervais and it's on Netflix. It's fantastic. You should definitely go watch it. Anyway, I'm sorry I got off the subject, <laughs> but there's um, a lot of scenes that because he loses his wife to cancer, that's not a spoiler alert. That's like, you see it in the first episode, but he goes through and it basically just shows the grieving process. And there is this routine that he has that he wakes up in the morning and the first thing he would do is watch old videos of his ex-wife and that's literally anchoring him to the past and I realized that I have had those moments because you know if you have snapchat snapchat will pop up or facebook or whatever it'll pop up memories from you know this is what you were doing a year ago and I would look and I would see them and sometimes they would be these really happy memories of us. And I remember for a long time laying in bed. And the first thing I did was check my Snapchat story. And that's literally living in the past, right? But I would open up the stories and just, I don't know, torture myself. Because in the moment, it felt like, you know, I, I'm in my body. So I can't see what it looks like from the outside, right? So in my mind, it's me looking at these happy memories and reliving them in my, in my mind. But when I watched it on I think it's called afterlife. That's actually going to bug me. I have to look it up right now. But when I was watching it on that show, I realized that it looks, it is called afterlife. Okay. Um, and I realized it looks really sad because you see him in bed and he's smiling, right? He's happy, but it's because he's kind of enveloped in this moment of, you know, the happy memories and kind of living in his head. But from the outside looking in, like the room is really dark. He hasn't, gotten out of bed to like be happy he wakes up and immediately goes and pours a glass of wine and I was like this is me like this is what it looks like and again this was you know early stages but still and probably later than I would like to admit because I might have my rose colored glasses on when it comes to that too but from the outside looking in I was like this is what it looks like like it's actually really sad you know and you're you are living in the past you're not you're not focusing on the present let alone the future I wasn't focusing on the now I'm living in this relationship that doesn't exist anymore and until I energetically cut that I think that was something that was draining me and again as hard as it was to open up and talk to you guys about this if this resonates with you this is just me telling you as like a stage five emotional hoarder it's okay okay and don't do it before you're ready not that you're ever really going to be ready, but I will say if there's something, even if you're thinking about like whatever you're thinking about right now, if there's something that's popping up in your head of like, okay, I need to do that. Go do it right now. And you can use a five second rule and count down like five, four, three, two, one. But if you, if you don't do it 
when you've got that kind of fire in your belly of like, I need to get this done. I need to do this. And your intuition is very strongly telling you that you need to do this. If you don't do it in that moment, it often takes a lot longer before that moment comes around and you get that motivation, you know, or that momentum to delete it. And like I said, cause I know it's happened a few other times, but I can remember about three weeks ago, you know, so it took about another three weeks and that's just you extending your suffering truly for no reason, you know? So just remember that your memories are with you and I don't, I'm not going to lose those memories. You know, I, I want to appreciate even with my marriage, you know, I appreciate the good moments because we did have some really beautiful moments. And with my ex-boyfriend, we had some really beautiful moments but deleting them from my phone doesn't negate the beautiful relationship that we did have, you know? So that's my little tidbit for today. Um, just making space energetically and clearing stuff out. So if there's something that's standing out in your mind, go do it, just do it today. And I promise the light at the end of the tunnel is real and it is worth it. Okay. So thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in and I'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye.